All right, once again, we are going to grab uh, our globe-trotting uh, 450 motocross champ, Dylan Wright here. Dylan, uh, man, we got something exciting again to talk to you about. Uh, how you doing today? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, obviously, just got back from Paris uh, yesterday. So, uh, yeah, it was good. Another, another trip overseas, but uh, good to be home. All right, well, let's... Um, Let's back it up here and kind of talk about how this all came together. I mean, I know, uh, was this an Oscar Zamer kind of connection or was this through uh, the Supercross itself in Paris or like Pernod or Pernard? Yeah, this was uh, through Eric. Obviously, I've worked with Eric in the past a little bit. Um, so he actually contacted me while I was over still racing the GPs along with uh, Xavier, um, who is um, the promoter or race director of the event. Um, so they both kind of contacted me and then about doing Paris and uh, since the date got moved because I was originally um, they contacted me originally before I even was going to do the GP stuff but then oh, okay. uh, Mantova conflicted with the original Paris Supercross date so I couldn't right. do it but then um, because of some of the I don't know they had to move the date because of some uh, stuff with the building and COVID um, requirements or whatever so then I haven't pushed the date that back a couple weeks, which uh, and then I was available again, and uh, they were looking for some guys, and uh, yeah, I kind of got the call to um, go race and be a part of the event, which was uh, which was awesome. I mean, it's always uh, Eric's always been super good to me, so um, it's fun All to right. work with him. Uh, how how amazing! I mean, as bad as this whole COVID thing is, it has turned into quite this you know the year for you that just wouldn't have happened had it not happened, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, um, like you say, uh, with the GPs, me being able to do five uh, within the span of, a, you know, three weeks is um, unheard of, and it'll probably never happen again, realistically. Right. Um, so for me, I mean, the fact that the series is kind of got condensed, and even our Canadian series didn't run as long, um, you know, into October and stuff, kind of actually helped me a little bit be able to do uh, more of these, um, overseas events, which was, I mean, super good for me. Obviously, well, you know, with travel, it's a little bit more of a pain in the butt. Um, but I mean, as long as you have all the right paperwork, it's fairly simple. So, right. um, you know, the trips were the trips were still good, and uh, was kind of, you know, kind of filled my fall, which normally um, I have a little bit less going on than I did this year. Right. Uh, um, now, obviously, we don't want to have you have the reputation as I, I got squirrely and supercross but uh, when we heard that you're going to do another supercross i mean it's you know it's a little bit uh oh come on dylan let's uh, get through this safely um but man your year has kind of turned around you kind of smooth seem to smooth everything out supercross went well i mean last time i guess last time you went over there was that geneva which which one was it yeah yeah it was geneva yeah okay <laughs> now, now this this stadium it, it seemed huge i mean so the track was a little less hairy or how was the track yeah, I mean, obviously, with the GP guys and stuff coming, um, the track was a little less um, super crusty, but, I mean, the only really part that was missing were the whoops. Right. Um, the rest was fairly built to scale um, for, a, you know, for a European supercross. Um, you know, they're always a little bit uh, tamer than the, you know, the U.S. stuff. Right. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, the only thing missing for it to be a legit Supercross track with the whoops, it kind of reminded me a little bit of Montreal. Okay. Um, you know, when they did it and they parked the trucks inside, so you take a little bit of the, little bit of the space out so your rhythms aren't the full length of the football stadium, but, um, you know, they're close. 
Um, were you, were you happy when that. you were you happy when you saw the track? I mean, there were some big jumps, but uh, were you happy with what you saw? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you know, I mean, there was still some pretty big rhythms where you have to go like three and then three onto a table and off, and then <laughs> uh, a different section where you could go like inside roll three three, outside like two three two. So I mean, like it was pretty decent. It just like the margin for error was maybe a little bit bigger than at a normal Supercross, right? Um, just because like they rolled them out a little bit but i mean the jumps were still built to scale the same size and stuff so um yeah i was i was actually pretty happy when i seen it i was like oh it looks like still technical enough you know for it to be a legit supercross race but um you know it's kind of nice for us and you know even the um u.s guys you know i mean it's a preseason race for them as well like they don't want to get injured either so i mean i thought it was i thought it was pretty good um, right. Yeah, I, hey, I, I think they did a good job. Hey, and and uh, I mean, people kind of mentioned it in the coverage and stuff like that. But it, this kind of like Eric Perinard and stuff like that, with the whole promoting of it, you kind of get appearance fee, right? So it's almost like they call like a uh, a demonstration race. You know what I mean? Where it's it's important, obviously, but you're not fighting for money and stuff like that, right? Like in the results, is that kind of true? Yeah, I mean, the kind of the way um, it works is it's like the riders you get paid to show up and put on the show right um you know what i mean like it's, it's not part of a series per se but i mean as racers you always you don't want to lose you want to do the best you can it's like an all-star um, game kind of in our nature um so um yeah i think i think you know on that front you know guys um you have like like i had one the one bad moto but you know it's not the end of the world you kind of you, you, i just took it kind of moto by moto and tried to do best you can um and i mean you know the guys aren't you're not trying to clean each other out you know you just try and put on a good show you know make it like some make some passes and um try and be in the mix really um and that's kind of what it's for with those overseas supercross races are it is it's a race but it's a it's like a, it's more of a um you're more of a crowd pleasing um kind of race which is always kind of fun because there's a lot less stress among right. the racers and everybody's kind of there just to have a good time Right, right. But of course, like you say, racing is racing. Hey, did, uh, did Antonio Caroli come up to you and talk about that final uh, GP race at Mantova? <laughs> no, 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 no. He didn't talk about that. He had a lot going on, actually, the night of the Supercross. He was, like, in the opening ceremonies with Reed, and then he had his own, um, you know, kind of farewell um, with the fans and stuff. So he had a lot going on that night. But mm-hmm. I talked to him a little bit, but more just about, like, um, how he, you know, enjoyed prepping supercross a little bit more than um the gp stuff but uh no he's actually he's a really good guy what's that like did you go up like had you spoken to him before like did you approach him or how'd that work yeah i was talking to him a little bit like just on the gate um like in staging and stuff when there's not much going on um just kind of talked to him a little bit um so i mean we're familiar obviously you know with the last gps you know we know each other uh we see each other at the track and stuff so um, yeah, I think, you know, we, we know who each other are, obviously. I know probably more about him than he knows about <laughs> me, but, um, uh, yeah, no, it's kind of like we're just acquaintances, so, um, you know, it's kind of sick that he feels comfortable enough to come up and chat a little bit, and, um, yeah, it's sick. That's, that is cool. I mean, do you look, you know, oh, 109, I remember you. Uh, good luck in the future, and uh, any compliments? It's kind of uh, just such a cool thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's one of the cool things about, you know, even the, the Paris event is, like, all the riders, like, there's a lot less stress, like I said, so, um, even, like, the fan interaction, like, everybody, 
you know, everybody's there to just please the public as much, not as, you know, it's not as serious um, for us as, like, a championship race or something like that. Right. So uh, I even think for the fans, it's pretty cool. And then for the riders, I mean, everybody, you know, we're all overseas. We don't have our own setup or anything, so everybody's kind of helping each other out a little bit uh, whenever we need anything. So um, the camaraderie between the riders is, is kind of is cool to see as well. No, that's cool. So, yeah, because your bikes all got shipped back, right, after that last Mantova round. So you were on a borrowed bike. How did that all work? Yeah, yeah. So my bike left, I think, the Friday or the Monday after Mantova. So um, I actually came home, practiced a little bit on what's left of the Supercross track at, at Gopher <laughs> um, leading up to the event. And then I just kind of pulled my suspension off and brought an exhaust and stuff uh, with an ECU, put it on a stock like Honda France bike. Uh, it was actually like the team like SR Moto Blues, the guys that I pitted with. Okay. Uh, they had the truck there. So uh, it was one of their bikes. And uh, yeah, bolted suspension on to the ECU. And then I actually ended up having to run the stock exhaust because um, in Braden, my mechanic's bag, they went through it at the airport and um, they kind of lost like the flange piece to oh. hook the header up to the head. So, um, yeah, I couldn't even run my exhaust, so I had to run my stock exhaust. But I mean, that's kind of the you know, kind of the way she goes sometimes with those overseas races when you're flying with parts and tools and a bunch of different stuff it's kind of you know anything can really happen so you kind of you kind of just go with the flow a little bit oh man do they even do like a sound check or anything for that or no 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 there's no sound test they like tech the bike and make sure you have a chest protector and stuff because it technically is still an fim event right. so uh, that you have to pull your bike through tech and make sure everything's kind of you know decent on the bike and um yeah you got your chest protector and a whatever helmet the requirements or whatever but other than that they don't uh right. they don't care too too much well that's good hey now okay so let's go through the uh i was so busy down at the minios i wasn't really able to follow it uh you know as it was happening so to be honest i wasn't even 100 percent sure of the format so it was three things was there a super final how tell take us through the actual racing yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the way it kind of works is that um, there's like every moto counts for the same amount of points, as far as I know. Um, <laughs> so you have like two sprints and uh, like the final, uh, which but they all count for the same amount of points. Okay. I think it's Olympic style scoring. I'm not even too sure to be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so you do in the morning of the race like on Friday we had two free practices so we'll just go out learn the track and then actually end up having some bike issues in the first practice with a brand new bike but oh, no. it's like the, the dirt is super tacky there um, it's like a normal Euro race dirt super tacky and then so like I didn't really I did like two laps on the first um, free practice because I came in I'm like like shit my bike's like making this weird like knocking noise whenever I land or like hit the gas super hard or whatever so I'm like I don't know what's going on is it my shock is there something wrong like the, the nitrogen now when we flew over like I'm like I don't even know what's going on so I'm <laughs> pull in and I'm like we gotta figure this out here cause like I literally I, I only did like the jumps once uh-huh. um, so then um, I looked down and I was like oh shit like there's only four teeth left on my front sprocket because the Whoa. the dirt was super tacky so like um it was just grabbing a lot wow <laughs> so then for the second practice i had like i had put some uh, well Braden had put some stiffer springs in the clutch so i was like or i talked to justin back home and i'm like 
what do we do? <laughs> like, I can't, I can't keep riding, like, if the sprocket's going to snap every time. Wow. So, um, he was like, well, take those clutch springs out and see if it's better. But, you know, by then the track kind of loosened up a bit because we were riding on it a little bit more. Um, so the second practice I actually got to ride, um, and I didn't break any teeth off my sprocket, but I was like, it's kind of in the back of your head the rest of the weekend. I'm like, yes, there's the clicking noise. I'm like, that is sketchy because it can derail the chain fairly easily. So I'm like, uh, you know, you don't want anything wow. to happen, but it ended up, ended up being okay. Um, and then the Saturday morning we have like time qualifying. So it's like 18 minutes. Uh, it's just like time qualifying, normal, um, lap time stuff. And then, you know, your goal is to kind of get inside the top 10 for, like, because in the night show, there's a super pole. Okay. Uh, with, like, they take the 10 fastest guys out of time qualifying. And then your gate pick for the first 10 guys is judged on, like, your super pole lap in the in the <laughs> night show. Okay. Um, so, so, you know, they do opening ceremonies and then for your gate pick. So then, you know, you have one roll lap that you do behind the guy that's doing his fast lap. So... Um, you do a roll lap and then one fast lap. So that one fast lap is your gate pick. So, you know, if you screw it up, you're last. <laughs> or you're getting that gate pick or whatever, which is kind of like what ended up happening to me because I went out for that. Um, and then I, <laughs> my bike went into neutral twice on my, like, super pole lap. Oh, so I was like, I was like, oh, shit. And then it made, like, the clicking noise again. So I'm, like, looking down. I'm like, what the heck's going on here? <laughs> like, wow. Um, so then I looked down and I'm like, oh, my train just stretched like a bunch because there's a big wall jump um, and you land on like a super tacky roller. So like every time you kind of land, it stretched my chain a bunch. Um, so I was, it was, I was just like, oh boy. Um, so I went back through new chain, two new sprockets on for the main event. And then, um, like I said, it was only when the track was like super tacky. So after they reprepped it before the super pull, um, it did it again, but then the rest of the night was fine because we ended up, you know, loosening the dirt up a little bit, so it didn't do it anymore. But um, yeah, that's kind of what happened there. So I ended up with like tenth gate pick, which was fine. Um, and then oh. we go into the night show. Or, well, that's part of the night show. So we go into the races, um, and then there's like two eight minute plus one lap sprint, okay. and then uh, final that's worth the same amount of points is the sprints and that's like a 12 minute plus one uh race so okay. um a little bit shorter than the supercross one but it's kind of like triple crown format a little bit in the u.s right somewhat right right now who are you about uh, yeah. i saw i saw some of your old favorites from the old gps there i saw lapino was in there and uh unfortunately seeing fever go down so hard there that was kind of crazy but who, who are you battling like were you and uh, having some fun out there with some dicing yeah um yeah, I was battling with um, one of the French guys, like the French champion guy. Oh, what's his name? Um, the guy who won the Supercross. Uh, Bois, no, I don't remember. guy who won the Supercross? No, De- Despray. De- Despray. Oh, okay. I think is his name. Um, so I had a couple battles with him, but then I ended up always having like a little bit more speed than him, but he was always kind of in front of me on the start, so I ended up battling <laughs> with him a little bit. And then with... Um, um, like with Reed, him and I were always kind of close at the end of the moto. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, so those are a couple of the guys I was kind of banging bars with. And then with Hill, the one moto, he ended up getting a little better start. And then and that's what happened in the second moto. Is Hill and I, I was trying to pass uh, Josh around the outside and then kind of cut down. But he kind of read my move and then braked, like <laughs> braked a little bit. Oh, yeah. So when I cut down, I just kind of hit his back wheel. And then 
you would like this. Like his back wheel, I kind of like am falling down, and Lupino like smokes me right, like right in my ankle. Of course. So, like my ankle like cracked <laughs> like super bad, and I was like, oh shit! Don't tell me I just broke my ankle. <laughs> um, so then I kind of like got up slowly because it hurt uh, pretty bad. And then after a couple laps, I kind of you know it's they it was they were super short, so it's kind of like you're just cruising around at that point. Um, I was like, oh, I think my ankle's alright. I'd be able to finish the night, but yeah, you look, it was just kind of funny that it was, that it was him. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say, do you look up and see the back of his shirt and go, ah, oh, Lupino again? Yeah, yeah, that was it. I was like, oh shit, not again. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> him and I always seem to smash each other. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> all right, so so you came out of it overall. What were you ninth, tenth? I think. What uh, what did you get? Yeah, I think it was tenth overall, but um, just that one. That second moto kind of screwed me because I was right. going eight, fourteen, eight or something like oh, that. Okay. So um, that second moto screwed me pretty good, but my speed was pretty good because I was always charging forward, kind of like at the GPs. Um, I always kind of go charging forward, so uh, I would have liked liked to be probably fifth or sixth in a couple of the motos, but right. um, they're pretty short too. So you I mean you're kind of just sprinting the whole time, right? Now. I mean, in the past, I mean, obviously you had the, you know, scary crash uh, in Ontario. You had the scary crash last year in Geneva, whatever. This one, you kind of put it together. You had that little incident. But does this make you want to head south to Monster Energy Supercross? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, when you have a comfortable weekend, um, for me on Supercross, you know, it's always, you know, you build momentum a little bit and get a little bit more confident. That's all part of the, that's all part of the game a little bit, but. Uh, will you see me race one this year? Probably not. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I am getting a little bit more comfortable with it. I'm going to ride Supercross a little bit more probably this winter, um, just for fun on the bike. You know, kind of work on some of the skills um, for Supercross because I do think it definitely helps for outdoors a little bit, um, just with kind of like it being smooth and always trying to hit your marks. Um, which one thing I worked on for this weekend was you know not to you know push too hard because with Supercross you know. You see it with kind of like guys like McAdoo or Sexton sometimes or AC. It's like they push super hard and they're super fast. But when you're pushing the limit in Supercross, generally speaking, you hit the ground pretty good. <laughs> right. Um, so that was kind of my one thing this weekend was I just wanted to ride like smooth, consistent laps, you know, stay on the bike and make sure um, no big ones kind of happened. And, uh, you know, it's kind of part of the process to just, you know, put the building blocks together and slowly, um, slowly, you know, try and make my supercross skills better and better here okay cool cool well i mean yeah you're only you are only 24 so there's still definitely time it's just that we have we have so many canadians kind of uh looking over the border this year for some supercross racing it's uh, just fun to see more canadians down there down yeah, here yeah i think it's <laughs> awesome i think it's awesome honestly um you know that canadians are starting to uh venture off a little bit you know i think we've had we've had some guys doing it like jeff's been doing it a little bit and then like back in the day, uh, Thompson did some, uh, Darcy Land. You know, we've had some guys go down and have some success. So I think it's, uh, I think it's cool that some uh, more Canadian kids um, coming up are, you know, looking that way a little bit for the winter because we do have a long off season. So it kind of uh, makes sense to fill some, uh, fill some time there. Um, but well, I- uh, so yeah, I mean, I wish them all the best of luck. But uh, for me, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you'll see me doing one this year. If if I do any, I'll maybe do one, but that'll kind of be, it'll depend on how I'm kind of feeling when I head down south. Right. Now, it's funny, too, because I always kind of make the joke when I'm interviewing our pro riders and stuff, it'd be nice that I didn't have to ask, so what do you do for a full-time job? 
they could just now it's like okay you race moto in the summer and you go down and you race supercross in the winter not uh well you know i'm a plumber and the way it's like <laughs> yeah yeah and i think with the kids coming up i think that you know they see with supercross you know if you do half decent you can pretty you, you know you can live and cover your cost for sure for the most part down there which is cool um, like I think even like fifth place, let's say in the 450 class, I think it still pays a couple grand. So I mean, it pays your weekend of racing and it pays a few weeks of training, you know. So it makes a little bit of sense for those guys to go down and do it. Um, yeah, for sure. Is, if you're doing half decent, there is some money to be had. Um, so I think that's cool to see. Right. So hey, and I also I saw that uh, Jad was there in uh, over in France with you. So did you guys get a chance to hang out in Paris, or what did you do? Was it all business? Yeah, yeah, it was cool on um, this trip. Um, she was able to come get a little bit of time off work um, at home here. So she um, she came down. So uh, we flew out on Wednesday night um, out of Montreal. And then uh, obviously we did, you know, I had to do all the press stuff prior to the race. And then practice Friday, race Saturday. And then uh, we actually took Monday or Sunday and Monday to kind of cruise around Paris and Oh, nice. um, you know, go see the Eiffel Tower and the Louvre Museum and then, um, like, the Arc and, um, you know, all the kind of cool stuff to do yeah. um, in Paris. You know, go cruise around. So we did that for a couple of days and then um, flew out yesterday morning to kind of come back to Canada. Okay. <laughs> and it's cold here. <laughs> yeah, it's getting colder. I'm on my way back from Florida. It keeps getting colder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're in for a little surprise. There's a lot of, well, not a lot, but there's some snow on the ground, and she's pretty frozen. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Hey, all right, well, um, one last question I have to ask. Where are we on uh, what's going on for next year? I mean, I know, obviously, the MXGP team's sniffing around. You still have another year of GDR and everything, but uh, what's uh, where are we in that process? Anywhere? Yeah, um, it's a little bit of a tough one um, yeah don't say obviously you know with racing a bunch i haven't had a lot of time to kind of sit down and uh do too much because i've kind of just always been prepping for the next event really right um but uh you know i talked to a few teams um overseas obviously talked to Derek about it yeah. um but i think uh in the next little while there'll be um, some cool stuff coming out whether it will be with um gdr or not i guess we'll all have to wait and see right. um but I think uh, we're Der Dig and I are trying to work on uh, a few cool things for me for next year, and uh, you know to kind of keep the international stuff going. So um, we'll uh, we'll kind of see what uh, what the next few weeks kind of play out. Uh, but we should have some news coming out somewhat soon on uh, a little bit on what uh, next year is going to look like for me. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, because I mean every time I talk to Derek, he is he seems pretty interested in having some fun, doing some interesting things with you, as as well as keeping your commitments going and stuff over here. So it's. Uh, it sounds like it might be a pretty cool schedule for you. Yeah, yeah, that. And then obviously you've seen that the um, Canadian schedule came out today, so I think that's cool. I mean, obviously it's nice that the schedule comes out early this year because, I mean, COVID requirements are starting to go away. So uh, I think it's kind of important. We kind of give a little hats off to the Jetworks guys and Triple Crown. You know, finally, you know, we have a schedule fairly early. So it makes, honestly, it makes our life, um, Canadian guys life a little bit easier when you know when you're racing so now you know you can plan ahead um, on more um, international stuff uh, right. when you know exactly when you're racing so um, that's always nice to know ahead of time 
Right, yeah, Stephanie, I like to look, look at the new schedule. Three, we got three rounds out west and stuff, and then we kind of, yeah, end, end on the... Uh, yeah. So it's, it's yeah, be, I think it'll be nice. I think it'll be nice to, you know, kind of go up back out west and have, like, the full national um, series. I think a lot of the people out west have been missing it, and the fans and the racers and stuff. So uh, I think it's cool that, you know, we'll be going back out there and going to a couple new spots that we've all never really been to. So um, should be interesting. Right, right. Okay, well, Dylan, uh, that's awesome, man. Thank you very much for chatting, man. Have cool seeing you go out and having some of these amazing experiences and uh man it sounds like you had a great time and uh hanging out with your your old buddy tony caroli that's pretty sweet so uh thanks for uh, thanks for chatting welcome back to canada and uh who'd you like to thank dylan we'll uh, we'll let you get going yeah obviously um it's nice to be back in canada a little bit you know kind of chilling and uh yeah obviously i'd like oh well, this last race i can't thank eric perinard and uh, Xavier and everybody um, from you know um, the Paris Supercross and us for um, having me over there and you know uh, taking really good care of uh, my fiance and myself and braiding <laughs> my mechanic while we were over there it, uh, it was an awesome experience uh, we all had a lot of fun so thanks to those guys and then obviously the Honda SR Moto Blues guys for the bike and Honda France for the bike for the weekend uh, I didn't put it on the concrete this weekend so that's always a bonus <laughs> Um, and, uh, you know, Honda Canada, GDR, Fox Racing, they've been supporting me big um, for these off-season races. So uh, thanks to those guys. And then, obviously, you know, everybody that's kind of had my back all season, it's uh, finally kind of coming to an end here on 2021. Um, so now we can kind of chill and get ready for 2022. So um, thanks to everybody and looking forward to what uh, next year kind of has in store. Awesome. Hey, Speaking of Braden, did he get pulled over for a uh, air quote random COVID test at the airport on the way back again, or did he make it through cleanly? No, I think he was good, but I did. In oh, Montreal, yeah. I got pulled in yesterday for a, another old nose jab. Um, <laughs> getting really tired of those dang things, yeah. I can tell you that for free. Yeah, they don't get better, do they? <laughs> you, you think it's going to get better. It's like, no, these are just as bad every time. No, it's terrible. Um, <laughs> and then every time you go over, I feel like you need to get like four of them done. And, yeah, it's a pain in the butt. But um, so my, I'll be friggin' nose jab free for a little bit here. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same here, same here. I had my last one yesterday. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. A little, little break from the old nose swab. <laughs> All right, Dylan. Well, again, man, appreciate your time, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll look forward to hearing what you have coming up for next season. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank you for taking the time and safe travels back. All right. Thanks. Talk to you soon. See ya. Yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye.